0: In the previous episode, we spoke to Jason Goggins about the importance of enjoying your fitness journey. And in this episode, we're going to talk with Susan Niebergall about how it's never too late to begin that fitness jersey. Uh, We talk about the significance of being lean and strong and just had lots of great conversation. Hey, what if I told you I have the secret Get Fit Quick formula? Well, I'd be lying. See, there isn't a one-size-fits-all magic potion, and fitness isn't something obtained overnight. I learned that the hard way. Through many failed experiments, I've ended up on all sides of the scale, from overweight to underweight to now my ideal weight. I've been where you are. It took a while, but I finally discovered there is a simple formula. It's reliable and sustainable. It can be tailored to your individual genetics and goals. It's not a shortcut, but knowing about it is. This show is meant to guide you along your health journey. By listening to the stories of health and fitness professionals, you will learn the principles and habits that can lead you to long-term health. I'm Teddy Benz, and I want to help you craft your fitness formula. Susan, hi. Thanks so hi. much for joining me.
1: Absolutely. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here.
0: I'm excited to talk all things health with you.
1: Absolutely. Let's do it.
0: Um, So before we jump into that, uh, could you tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got into health and fitness and uh, what you do today?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, So I'm coming to the industry from an education background. I was a school band director and and a middle school counselor for about 33 years. And then I retired from the school system about five years ago. And during that time, I got certified as a trainer. Um, I was one of these gym rats over the years. Um, just loved working out. Um, was the consummate yo-yo dieter, though. If, if we dialed the clock way back to like the 19, mm, late 80s, early 90s, I did a big stint with Jenny Craig, lost a lot of weight. Of course, it didn't stay off. And I yo-yoed for the rest of my life, pretty much. Um, sometimes I would be on the thinner side. Sometimes I'd be on the heavier side. Uh, but through all of that, I didn't have the nutrition piece down, but I certainly had I certainly had the love of working out. And so that's why I ended up getting certified later on. Um, and about it's been about five years ago um, when I started working with Jordan Syatt. And he was my one-on-one coach. And um, when I started working with him, kind of all the pieces of the puzzle kind of came together. And, uh, I finally got the nutrition piece down and I'm just one of those people that changed how she looks, how she feels everything when she was 54 years old. You know, I'm, i mean, I'm 60 now and, um, changed it all in my fifties. So kind of my message to everyone out there is that it's just never too late to change anything. You know, we think as we get older, we're done, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, and it's just not true. Um, and I'm no one special. I don't have special genes or an advantage or I'm not athletic at all. Uh, A huge sports fan, huge sports fan, but I'm not an athletic, Um, but I'm just somebody who took responsibility finally and learned and has worked hard, you know, and that's pretty much it. And so now I own Susan Ebergall Fitness. So I do one-on-one coaching. I also run the Inner Circle with Jordan Syatt. He and I are partners there, and um, that is our online community. That's where almost all my time is now with, with the Inner Circle, um, and that's, and I'm just trying to spread the message to all the middle-agers, whether they're guys or girls or, you know, that it's never too late. And, and also to let people like in your age bracket, know, get on it now, you know, like don't wait until you're my age to do this stuff, do it now. So that when you are my age, you want to be in a much better place.
0: Definitely. That's a great message. Yeah. What, um, how do you get that point across to people and help them change that mindset that it is never too late for them?
1: Well, I think that's something that it doesn't happen overnight. I mean, it's not, you know, it's not a switch that you flip from off to on. Um, it is one of those things that you lead by example. So uh, I, I'm out on Instagram a lot and YouTube a lot, and I'm trying to put out a lot of content around how to do it and, and emphasize how all the beliefs that all of us grew up with back in my generation, you know, they're, they're ingrained in us because we've been on this planet for a long time and those don't go away. So we have to kind of chip away at it. And it starts with giving ourselves some reasonable goals and being consistent with it. And I just like to show people that how I did it and, and tell them, look, I am no one special. You can do it too. And then I help people establish one thing to change at a time, sometimes that's what it is, you know? Um, and talk about the reality of the work that you have to put in and the reality of, no, it's not our hormones. That's the problem. We'd like to blame that, but it's really not. It's more about us not taking responsibility for all the things that have happened over time, how we've let our nutrition kind of go when we had kids and jobs and all that kind of stuff. And um, you know, it's just time to pull in the reins, and um, yeah, I just like to lead by example. I feel like, because I'm 60, I don't know a lot of people in this industry my my age. I mean, there's some people coming into the 50s, but not that's still 10 years gap. That's a big gap. I, I, I like to feel like I'm. I want to blaze a trail. I want to lead the way for everybody, and just show you that you can do this. And I continue to try to live that example every day.
0: And in um, your story about how you came to where you are you mentioned that you um were on jenny craig for a little while yeah and but then once you were off of that you gained the weight back does that speak more to jenny craig being kind of not the best way of creating a sustainable nutritional lifestyle or is that more that um once you were off of it you you personally like didn't know where to go after that
1: I think that's a lot of it. Um, I don't think I was prepared to go out on my own. Um, And uh, I lost 50 pounds with Jenny Craig. And on the surface, that sounds like, wow, that really worked for you. Well, if you think about that, no, it really didn't because I couldn't maintain that. Um, And probably for a lot of reasons. But I think the biggest reason is I didn't know how. I didn't know how many calories I was eating with Jenny Craig. I didn't know. I can tell you it wasn't very many because I remember being hungry a lot. Um, You know, and for those that don't know, Jenny Craig is one of those meal plan um, companies where you buy their food, eat their food, and you lose weight. And that's exactly what happened. Um, But when you buy their food, you really don't know exactly how much of what you're eating. And I think that education that I did not get along the way is the primary reason why I couldn't maintain it. Um, and then you start looking to quick fixes, things that will, you know, you, you can lose weight quickly because everyone thinks that's the best way. And everyone thinks I'll lose the weight and then I'll figure out how to maintain it. It doesn't work that way. It never, ever works that way. Um, and that's kind of wh- where I was. I'll lose the weight. Everything's going to be perfect. I don't have to worry anymore. And it was nothing like that. And I don't know if I ever gained all 50 pounds back. I yo-yoed increments of that weight. You know, I may have gained like 20 back at one point and then I might have lost five and then I might have gained another 10. You know, I mean, it was just kind of within that 50 pounds, it was up a little bit, down a little bit, you know, two steps forward, 10 back, you know, that kind of thing. It was just back and forth, back and forth. I never could figure it out on my own.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Um, this might be a bit of an overused phrase, but I think that definitely fits into the give a man a fish, he'll eat for a day, teach a man to fish, he will
1: eat 100%. for a hundred days. hundred percent. That's exactly it. And, um, you know, I don't know what Jenny Craig is like now. I'm sure their program has evolved and, and whatever. Um, uh, I mean, that was a long time ago. It was really when they first came out. So they were new on the scene too. So I'm sure things have changed dr- dramatically. I don't know what they do now, so I can't comment. But um, I believe that's exactly what it was. I don't think I was taught. The only thing I remember learning from them was when I severely reduced my calories, especially one phase of their program, my calories were reduced. And they made a point of saying that. Um, and I just kind of thought that's the only way I can lose weight is when I have to severely reduce what I eat.
0: Which right. is not true, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> <laughs> hmm Um, yeah, like whenever I make suggestions to people about what they should eat or what kind of nutritional choices they should make, I always explain why I'm giving that suggestion so that they can either understand, okay, this thing works for me and this is why, or I don't really want to do that, but maybe I can choose something that's similar.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think everyone needs to find what works for them. Um, but I think some principles have to be in place if you want to keep it sustainable, you know, and and trying to lose weight super quickly on the surface may seem kind of enticing, but if you can't maintain it, what's the point?
0: Right. Um, I know you have your own podcast called Strong and Lean at any age. Mm -hmm. And I know if you were to ask most people um, what their health goals are, they'd probably say something like, I want to lose weight. And the idea of, Strength and leanness probably wouldn't be the first thing that comes to mind. So, uh, what's the significance of strength and leanness in the title of your podcast?
1: Because I think, I, I actually think people want that. Um, I, I actually think a lot of people want that. Um, losing weight um, goes into that as well. But especially middle agers, they want to be strong and they want to be lean because they feel like they've gained the middle age belly or whatever, you know. Um, so I think they do want that. And so the significance of the name, um, just to, again, reinforce the message of you can be strong and lean. It doesn't matter how old you are, you know, it, it makes no difference. Um, so just kind of a continuation of my message that it's never too late.
0: And I know that you said that you like to preach to uh, younger people to mm-hmm. really Nail down their their health and fitness at an early age so that they're not stuck in a position where they feel like they're a lost cause, yeah, um, but suppose someone does end up in that um, situation what are where do you think they should begin um, on their journey to getting to a place of strength? a
1: younger person or well well, for anybody i mean it would be the same for anybody actually. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you're new to strength training, I've had a lot of discussions about this recently with people, beginners, I always recommend getting somebody in person to work with at the beginning. And that doesn't mean spending thousands and thousands of dollars on, you know, nine month packages at your gym. I mean, a handful of sessions. So you, you can walk into the gym, learn your way around, learn some basic strength um, exercises that will get you going, kind of a lay a foundation for you. And then you can explore some other avenues if you want to get more coaching or something like that. But I think it's super important to start with someone right there to give you feedback on what exercises to do, is your form right, and make it safe and secure for you so you build up confidence. I think that's the first thing, especially if you're new to the gym and you don't really know your way around the gym. Because when... When you don't know your way around in the gym, it can be intimidating. You can walk in there and end up on the elliptical and not do anything, you know, I mean, instead of going and, and lifting some weights. Um, so getting some help, I think right away, not going at it alone, I think is just really important, especially if you're in the middle age bracket, just because I think it can be more intimidating to us than it would be to somebody maybe your age who might be more used to being around the, a gym or something like that. Um, but even so, just getting some help in person first. And then once you have laid the groundwork for some strength training, then if you want to look at online groups like our inner circle or a one-on-one coach or something like that, that's fantastic. But that's how I would start training. Um, and, and the nutrition thing, you know, it, it's interesting. I think people, people need some accountability. And sometimes hiring a coach for that is great. Some people can do it on their own. I think there's a lot of information out there. And I think it's important to find people that you respect, that you relate to on some level and kind of absorb what they're saying. Um, And that's kind of what I did, you know, in the early days with Jordan. I learned so much from him. He's 30 years younger than me. You know, I mean, I mean, there's there's, we all can teach each other stuff. And I think it's just important to surround yourself with people that you, you respect and learn from them, whether you get a one-on-one coach or you try to go it alone or whatever. Um, and then just start putting some principles into practice. And a lot of times people try to put too many principles into practice all at the same time. And then they spin their wheels and they really don't do well at any of them. Um, so, Another tactic is pick a couple things. Maybe pick one nutrition focus for you and one training focus for you, and start there and then build up from that. That usually is a really comfortable way for most people to start
0: and I know it's not typically the best idea to generalize and say that uh, something um is the best way to do it or the way that it will work for everyone. But do you have any particular? favorite, uh, training focuses that you would recommend to most people? Like if just the, your average person, um, wanted to know where they should start with their exercise, um, what recommendation you would have for them?
1: I would always, uh, um, recommend some sort of strength training because it's too valuable for you as you get older, because as we age, you start losing muscle mass at about age 30. And it's, it's to the tunes of many pounds over a decade. And if you don't do stuff to um, stop that, you will lose a lot of muscle mass. The good news about it is that you can actually stop it and reverse it so you can build muscle. Um, so strength training is where I would tell most people to start. Now, not everyone is gonna love it. I get that. But I tell you, even if you don't love it, I would still encourage people to do it a couple days a week. Then you can do the things that you love. Like if you love to do Zumba, you love to do whatever you do all those things too, but include some basic strength building exercises within a routine. Because when you get to be my age and you and you have focused on strength to a degree, you are going to have a much more functional life. And when you get into your 80s or whatever, you'll be able to move, you'll be able to pick something off the floor, you're going to be able to walk up steps, sit down in a chair, stand up, you know, what I mean, just little things like that, that seem a million miles away. We don't think about that. But working on it now is going to make that time in your life that much better. You know, so, so strength is where I tell everyone, I I think everyone needs to participate in strength training to some
0: degree. Are there any particular exercises that you are a fan of?
1: I mean, I I tell everybody this and I put a post up about this not too long ago. I tell someone in their twenties, everybody in their twenties ought to pull, push, squat and hinge. Everybody in their sixties ought to pull, push, squat and hinge. It's the same Thing, what you do within those movements doesn't matter. You know, Um, there might be one variation of something that may not feel as good to you as another variation. Who cares? Find, but do all of those movements because those are all basic movements that we all do every day. You know, Um, and let's get stronger with those.
0: Right. So it's more important to focus on those core movements than the specific exercise set. Do those movements? Yeah again, speaks to like the individual nature of um, not only like we talked about the individual nature of nutrition, yeah. but also the individual nature of your exercise choice.
1: I just think people kind of focus on that minutia a little too much, um, you know, and and try to reinvent the wheel, like make exercises exciting and blah, blah, blah. You know, it's the basics. Get strong with the basics. And there's plenty of variations of the basics you can do. I mean, you could do variations on the basics forever. But the basics are what works. You don't need like to stand on some weird contraption on one foot balancing and trying to do heavy bicep curls. That, that makes no sense. You won't get anything out of that. You'll get more out of working um, any kind of, if you want to work on balance or whatever, just standing on the floor and working on standing uh, single leg movements or something like that. You, know? um, you don't have to make things crazy. Just take the basic stuff and add some variation and that's what a good coach will do for you too I mean, if you don't know what exercises to do, then it's time to get a coach, somebody who can help you um, and create programs based on what your goals are, what your needs are, where you are in you know in experience and things like that
0: I uh, know the world of social media and like Instagram especially might lead you to um believe say that you have to do some kind of crazy exercise where you're balancing and holding like a dumbbell in one hand and um, a ball in the other hand. And um, do do you have any advice for how to navigate that kind of misinformation out there and how to recognize um, who is actually being straight with you? I I would just say um, people
1: that don't complicate things are probably good to Good, good to follow because it's not complicated. I think people like to make it complicated. People like to do shortcuts. The bottom line is the it's what works is not the sexy truth. You know, I mean, it's very unsexy. It is hard work. It is basic stuff. And it's consistency and repetition that that's kind of what works. But that won't sell anybody on anything. That doesn't sound exciting, you know. So um, you have to kind of look through the flashy, shiny penny program over here. Lose twenty pounds in you know two weeks or something ridiculous. Um, no, <laughs> if it sounds too good to be true, it is. It is. So so people that talk sustainability, I think, are the ones to follow, because if they're talking sustainability with nutrition you're in great hands. If they're talking sustainability about slowly building strength over time, you're in good hands.
0: Right. I think if you find someone who's talking sustainability, that's someone who's going to care about your health long-term. Whereas someone promoting um, lose a bunch of weight in just a couple of weeks, it's very likely that that person is going to be, as soon as they make that money off of you, okay, they're gone. So like you, you only get that person for those couple of weeks and then like what? What do you? Where do you go from there?
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I just think the um the quick fixes are, are it can sound enticing, but if you think long term, um, not only will the person not be there, but your results won't either. You know, I mean, hmm. because you haven't learned how to maintain anything. If you lose weight super super quickly, you really don't have a grip on how you're going to maintain that.
0: So, do you have any? I guess actionable piece of advice that you like to recommend to people, like any specific like little um, habit changes.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, I think the first thing um, is to to remember that if you're trying to lose weight or fat, I'll say if you want to lose fat, um, which by the way, fat loss and weight loss are different, but they are related. Um, Most people say they want to lose weight. They wanna see the number on the scale go down. That's what weight loss is. But really most people want to lose fat. They wanna look different. They wanna change how they look, which goes along with weight loss. So if we're talking fat loss, if you think of the fat loss, if we have a car and we call it the fat loss car, the driver's always nutrition, the passenger's always training. So that just means you go nowhere without your driver, right? It has to be nutrition. Training as a passenger, the passenger will help get you there, will navigate maybe, but won't be responsible for getting you there. So, with that in mind, nutrition has to be the focus. And so, the one thing I would tell people to do nutritionally to start out is just literally write every single thing down that they put in their mouth throughout the course of a day um, and do that for like a week. And I say, write it, don't plug it into your phone or your computer, write it on a piece of paper. Um, It has more meaning that way when you actually have to write it. And literally every bite, every sip, every taste of anything, put it on that piece of paper because you have to become aware of what you're consuming every single day, whether it's water, whether it's coffee, whether it's a bite of this or two, you know, whatever, write it down. You don't have to weigh it or measure it. Just write it. Once you start seeing what you're putting in your mouth every day, you're going to start probably making some different decisions you know, just from that, just from looking at what you're consuming on a day in and day out basis. And I think that's where most people need to start because they really aren't aware as to what they're eating. They're underestimating a lot, how much they're eating every day. You know, that they're saying they're eating healthy, but they have no idea how much healthy they're actually eating. And that healthy also has calories and So they're kind of spinning their wheels. So writing it down is where I tell everyone to start. I think that is um, super effective. And I think on the training end, I think the one thing I would tell everybody is if you don't know where to start there, start by walking every day, like get outside and even say five minutes, go walking because chances are you're going to turn that five minutes into 10. And then eventually that 10 is going to be 15 and 20 and you're going to start seeing results. You're going to feel different. And you combine that with you being aware of your nutrition, now you're getting a ball rolling. That's how you start. And then eventually, sure, that walk you could end up doing when, when you get back from your walk, do 10 squats and 10 push ups. I mean, you, that's where you can kind of start. You know, you don't have to go to the gym, go for an hour, do this elaborate program. That's, I think people think that's what it is, you know, and it's not. It doesn't have to be that way. I mean, it can if you want it to, but it doesn't have to be that way. Start. Simple, make it doable and then, and build from there.
0: Right. And it's it's important not to, um, I guess, place big potential for resistance in your way. Like if you know, oh, I have to go to the gym for an hour, like you are probably not going to even go to the gym. But if you just tell yourself, I'm going to walk for five minutes. I think
1: that's a great point
0: maybe yeah. you'll start walking a little bit more and then maybe maybe you'll end up walking to the gym and yeah. do your workout there. Like So it, it is important to start out with small steps and get- And there.
1: doable because I think your point's really well taken. I mean, um, maybe going to the gym just sounds insurmountable right now just because of maybe everything that's going on or where it's located and your schedule and getting there and, and whatever and all of that. Okay. So let's take that Overwhelm off the table, and let's get something that's more doable for you, um, and start there. Now, is walking going to be the same as going to the gym and lifting a lot of weight? No, but you can get to that point. You just don't have to get to that point on day one, you know.
0: Right. Yep. And um, I really um, liked your car analogy. I'd I'd never heard um, it put that way, and I think that makes a lot of sense. That um, nutrition is your um main focus and yeah. um that exercise is what um supplements it.
1: And I think the problem is we think of it the other way. The amount of people I, I talk to a lot of people every day and many of them are struggling to lose fat. And when I ask them to tell me what they've been doing, all they talk about is their training. I've been training this many days and I add a hit class and I do this and I do that and blah, 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 you know, all these things. And they have yet to say one word about their nutrition which is the most important part. I don't I mean all those workouts you don't need to do all that. Let's talk about what you need to do and then when 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 we talk about nutrition I get back well I eat healthy. Well that's great, but I don't know what that means. I mean I don't know how much healthy you eat. I don't know. Um, and then we have to dive into that and that light bulb moment for them is like oh my gosh. You know I I t- I give them that analogy of the fat loss car and they they have to shift their thinking. It's easy for us to change workouts, right? It's easy to add a class. It's easy to, you know, go for a walk or something. That's the easy change. It's not easy or necessarily fun to have to focus on changing our nutrition. That's the hard part. And I think we avoid that. So we look to our workouts and we think, well, I'll add more of those. <laughs> that will make the difference. And it's, it's not a more is better thing. You know, it's a better is better. So let's get more efficient with the workouts, but now let's focus where we need to focus. And that is the nutrition.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's definitely difficult to outrun a bad diet. Yeah.
1: And you know, that's very um, cliche, but it's so true. It's so true. You can consume, well, you can spend, I don't know, 40 minutes on a treadmill trying to get rid of 300 calories. And we don't even know how accurate that number is. Um, But you can consume 300 calories in a matter of seconds, you know, if you eat the right stuff. So it is a constant chasing your tail. And you add on top of that, the fact that we are not great at estimating our calorie intake at all anyway. Um, So what we think is 300 is probably more like 500. And then we've just compounded this problem.
0: Right. And I think um, a little earlier, you asked an important question, like how much healthy because when people say that they eat healthy, um, a lot of times they're probably thinking like, Oh, I eat chicken and broccoli and right. fruits and vegetables and all that stuff. But if you eat enough of those, um, then it starts to become unhealthy. Like if you eat too much of anything, it's unhealthy. And right. eating healthy doesn't mean that you have to cut out your favorite ice cream or,
1: no, and it shouldn't actually healthy should uh, healthy actually includes that because um i was the I was the consummate healthy overeater. If you looked at my food vocabulary, it looked very impressive. but I also ate a lot of higher foods higher in fat foods, um, which are quote "good fats." Well, good fats, bad fats, all fats have calories, right? I mean, um, and if you don't keep track of the good ones, they those calories count. they do. And so um, I I think the biggest biggest issue people have is they're trying to be healthy, which is great. I mean, obviously nutrient-dense foods is where we all need to kind of focus on, but they're also being really restrictive with not allowing certain things because they're bad. And when you start doing that, you've opened up a whole mess of, you know, a Pandora's box of sorts with um okay I can't eat that because it's bad but yet you're going to eat a ton of this because that's considered good you know what i mean it it's it's a mindset shift that's hard to get out of this good versus bad food but you know food's food there's no good or bad it's just some have more nutrients than others and there's a place in our lives for all of it
0: mm-hmm. having that black and white view of food i can often lead to negative mental um, side effects as well, guilt or overcompensation. And it, it all just kind of snowballs into yep. just a a bad situation. So having any kind of absolute, I think, is not the best way to go.
1: Yeah. I mean, just looking at foods as good versus bad is just setting yourself up for a, a lot of problems and um, being, learning how to incorporate foods um, that I don't know, you can call them fun foods, treats, whatever you want to call them. Um, I'll use donuts as an example, cause I really love donuts. Um, I would never allow myself to eat a donut because I thought eating a donut would ruin everything that I had done up to that point. And I think of that now and think that just sounds crazy, right? How can one donut ruin everything? Logically, we know that, but emotionally we don't. Um, at least I didn't at the time. And it's so funny if you were, if you were to say, um, if I said, okay, so Teddy, um, if, you, if you ate a donut, what do you think happened? And you're like, I can't have a donut, I can't have a donut, it's gonna ruin everything. And then I would say, well, what if your friend came up to you and said, hey, Teddy, I don't think I can have this donut, man, it's gonna like ruin my progress. You would probably tell your friend, are you kidding? No, it won't. One donut won't ruin your progress. We tell our friends stuff, logical stuff that we don't tell ourselves Mm -hmm. and, and being aware of that is super important. I use that a lot with people like, what what would you tell your friend if your friend just told you that? And they, they say the logical answer and they're like, well, why are you not telling yourself that? Oh yeah. (laughs) Good Mm -hmm. point.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes it's hard to separate what you know from um, what your emotions tell you.
1: Yeah. We, we let our emotions take over. And we let our emotions dictate what we do, you know, and that's where we all get into trouble. That's where I got into trouble for sure.
0: Mm -hmm. All right. Um, So I think we're going to bring this episode to a wrap. It's all the questions that I had for you. Um, If you'd um, like to take a moment to um, tell people where they can find you online, how they can um, get in touch with you, uh, please do so.
1: Sure. So I am on. Well, I am. I am Susan Niebergall Fitness, and that's N I E. Um, people get the spelling wrong, and then they can't find me. So it's Susan Niebergall Fitness N I E. Um, I am on Instagram. I'm on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. Starting a little TikTok here and there. Um, and uh, I have a podcast, the Strong and Lean at Any Age podcast. And uh, I respond to everything. So you can uh, you can go to my website, com, send me a note there, DM me on Instagram, whatever. I respond to everybody.
0: All right, great. Thank you. Um, I appreciate you coming on and you really shared a lot of important information. So oh, great. You. Well, thanks
1: for having me. Yeah.
0: Um, and if you wanna get in touch with Susan, uh, be sure to check out uh, links in the show notes down below to all of her stuff, especially TikTok. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> Hey, I wanted to say thank you so much for listening. I've set a goal of helping as many people as I can live happier, healthier lives, even if it is just in the small way that this podcast can provide. If you have found this episode valuable, and if you haven't already, please consider subscribing as well as leaving a rating and review. It helps grow the show, which allows me to reach more people like you. Until next time, be well. I really hope that Susan's story inspired you. If you are at a point in your life where you think you're a lost cause, I really hope that listening to her tells you something different, that you should never give up on yourself, that your health is really important, it impacts all areas of your life, and that if you want to make a change, now is the perfect time to do it. I know in episodes 3 and 4, Jason and Susan both stress the importance of weight training, So if you're interested in learning how to get started in that, be sure to check out the next episode in which I speak to Jeremy Jones about how to properly create and follow a weightlifting program for yourself if you don't have access to a coach to program one for you.